Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person who is here. Everyone is made in your image. We are made for you. We are made to know you. You have made a way for that to happen through the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Give us ears now to hear the word that you want to say to us. Draw us closer to the mystery of Christ, we pray tonight. In Jesus' name, be seated. Well, this year, for the first time, I put up Christmas lights on the outside of our house. This is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time, but never got around to it. And then my wife came home with an armful of boxes from Costco, boxes of lights, and the children urged me on, and I knew this was the year it had to be done. And so I probably spent about four or five hours putting up these Christmas lights because I had to redo them. I got them right, and I was proud of the job, and I loved how my little ones oohed and awed when the lights came on. Uh, admit that I enjoyed seeing the glow of the lights when I came home from work to see the warm glow of red and green and orange lights on our house. It was quaint and picturesque. And then one Saturday, Lydia, the dog has torn down the Christmas lights. Our dog got hold of the extension cord to which the lights were attached and ran these lights, playing its favorite game, keep away. So I came outside to see these lights lying in the mud. And brothers and sisters, not the spirit I had. That's sort of a parable of what Christmas can be like. So often we try to create a warm glow, a sentimental experience, a perfect memory an image we can post online, and then we see the Christmas lights lying in the mud. The imperfect intrudes and reality wrecks our best laid plans, and then we're disappointed. But that actually gets closer to the true meaning of Christmas. See, the true meaning of Christmas is about God coming into this imperfect and imperfect, messy, sinful people and offering to us a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Messiness is all over the Christmas story. Jesus was born in something like a stable. Last time I was in a stable, there was manure on the ground. Jesus was laid in a manger, a feeding trough for smelly, slobbery animals present at the birth of all six of our children, each one of them born, thank God, pretty hard on her too. <laughs> but Jesus, this messy stable, to this messy stable, because there was no room for him in the inn. The angels announced the proclaim this great to messy people unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
he comes to messy, broken people. He's still he was born into a politically messy. were violent and blood. And so he gave an order to kill all the baby boys in Bethlehem, all the vicinity. Matthew said, thus fulfilled the prophecy, weeping in great mourning is heard in Ramah, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted. Surrounding the birth of Jesus was an atrocious act of state-sponsored terrorism and the cry of Jewish mothers. You see, the Bible is realistic about the brokenness of our world. The Bible is realistic about pain and suffering and evil. The Bible gives us hope in the midst of this. This day, in the city of David, is born a Savior. More importantly, most of all, he is our Savior. The story of Christmas may seem too good to be true. It sounds like a fairy tale, a virgin conception, Hard to in our scientific age. The Christian to reality than be tested in a lab or natural world in that we're involved in there. And where did it all come from? Where did the mechanism nothing. God is the ultimate answer questions. God is the answer of Christmas is that this God There's hope for us as individuals. There's things right. Isaiah talks about the coming of this Messiah, the reign of the Messiah, and that his reign will, will have perfect, everlasting peace. He will. In the meantime, Christ is with us. Christ is with us by his spirit. Maybe you're here today and you're painfully aware of messiness and brokenness in your life. It may be
today a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This baby, your place, this babe who was born in in your place, his death was a sacrifice for your sin. As you put your trust in him, you can know that you're forgiven and you can have peace with God and you can have a power to live a new kind of life as the spirit of God fills you. The brokenness for some of you may be a lack of meaning or purpose in life. Unto you this day is born a Savior. He will save your meaninglessness. I heard the story just this week of a young man who moved to made his way starting to connect rich and famous people myself for drugs, drinking, and girls. He went on an opulent vacation. Uh, it Everything that the world says you need to have to be around, and most of the people with me were unhappy too. He began to seek God. He began to search. He began to read the Bible. And he was challenged by what he saw there, the example of Christ, the Christ-shaped vision of life, which says the key is not satisfying yourself, but serving others with what God has given you. And that's where you find satisfaction. This led Scott to serve the poor in countries like Liberia. He started a nonprofit to build wells in Africa called Charity Water. It's raised hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's built over 40,000 wells. And like so many people have found, Scott found meaning and wisdom for his life in following Jesus. Maybe the brokenness in your life, the messiness, has to do with fear and anxiety. I want to bring you good news of great joy. For unto you this day is born a Savior. As somebody who struggled with fear and anxiety, I can tell you that it's not that you'll never be fearful or anxious again if you have Christ, but if you turn to Christ in prayer and drink deeply of his word, you'll have spiritual resources to draw on. And you can know that whatever you're going through, nothing will separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. This babe was born to prove the love of God to you. Maybe the messiness, the brokenness is grief. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet they shall live. If you're grieving tonight, you can know that those who've died in Christ are safe with the Lord. The shepherds hear this good news and they believe. They hear the word of God proclaimed through the angels and they believe, and we know they, they believe. They didn't have the whole picture. They didn't have all their theology neat and tidy, but they knew enough to know that they had encountered supernaturally the word of the Lord through these angels. And so they believed and they took action. They sought out the Christ child. And then they encountered Christ and then they glorified and praised God. 
And that's what this is about tonight. Hearing the good news that Christ has come. Believing that. And glorifying and praising God because of it. After the snow melted, again prompted by my wife and children, I went outside and put the lights back on. Clipped them back onto the gutters. I made sure they were on tonight in case you go left on Shetler so you can see these lights. <laughs> Take a look at these lights. They're not that fabulous, but they're symbols of hope, aren't they? Lights. It's what we need in a messy and dark world. We need to bear witness to hope, brothers and sisters. This world needs hope, the hope of Jesus. This hope is not a fiction. This is not a hope that we manufacture because Christ is coming to the world and he's coming again. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for, once again, the message of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And when you are with us, it gives us hope. It transforms us. And I pray that uh, through these words and the scriptures we've already read and the, the songs we are going to continue to sing, and even in the gatherings that will follow with family and friends, um, this message, Christ is with you, Christ is with you, will resonate and ring in our hearts and bring us joy, increase our faith and our hope in you, Lord Jesus, this season. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.